JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. So I do love my hot chips. Probably one of my favourite foods. Where's your go-to in Bundy? My go-to hot mm. chips. I struggled for a long time to find the hot chip that I love most, but I would say my favourite hot chip in Bundy mm-hmm. is Hungry Tom. Yep, yep. Hot chips and gravy. Local, not a franchise. I love it. Now, I've never seen a place where they've got a 24-hour shop that's locally run. It blows <laughs> oh, my mind. Oh, it's sensational. You can have a big day. night, go to the club, then the Senny, then end the night at Hungry Tom. Yeah, get whatever you love. They've got some chicken there. Oh, it's mm. just, uh, have a crack at the <laughs> kebabs, maybe. Uh, Yum. The hot chips, cheese and gravy. Gravy is the famous, the famous most known from the Hungry Tum. But Trifecta. Um, when it comes to sizes, I'm still figuring it out a little bit, and I always get kind of confused at the Hungry Tum. So, well, what do you mean? What's the confusion? Well, maybe it's because I'm not looking hard enough, but I didn't don't see the boxes. So I know there's like small, medium, and large. Yes, but their size. So you go to a bunch of different places. Small, medium, and large can mean different things. They can vary. So usually you're looking for like an image somewhere that they can point out and say these are the different sizes yeah. and prices. And last week I went there and said, "Hey, can I please just get a hot?" Chips with gravy. Yeah. Put heaps of chicken salt on it. Mm. Uh, just a, and they said, "What size?" I said, "A medium." Yep. Um, Seems safe. I've waited for a little while because I always cook them fresh, which I love. And yep. um, got got the call. They're like, "Your hot chips are ready," and I walk yes. in. And the medium is what can I say? It's probably about twenty five centimeters long. Yeah. By about fifteen centimeters wide. By about 15 centimetres deep. So, so you were a, essentially surprised at how many you got. It was huge. Yeah, it was massive. It was <laughs> Great value for money. and gravy, huge. But then the lady turns to me and says, oh. so uh, you'd like, do you want two forks? And oh, I'm there going. Oh, no, meal for two. I'm there a bit embarrassed and, I, and it's it's all for me, right? And I'm, I'm looking at her, I go. Did you just say yes? Yeah, anyway? I was like, yeah, I'll have two forks, please, because yeah. I was. Too embarrassed. But I'm definitely sharing this. Yeah, and so I walked off pretending that I'm going to be sharing them. And the worst part of it all is I finished them all <laughs> by myself. Good Completed boy. the task. And if I go back again, I'll be asking for two forks again. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Someone that hasn't been supporting the locals, that has been criticised for offending people left, right and centre, is old mate ScoMo, Scott oh, Morrison. Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister. He's... There's always something ScoMo's doing. Sometimes um, I think he's a bit of a goose. Sometimes I'm like, if he's like walking around and if he steps on something, yep. it'll explode. I feel like he's treading on eggshells sometimes. Well, at the moment he's doing the big push as we uh, race towards a federal election come May. Uh, he jumped on Channel 9 60 Minutes on Sunday night, sit down with the family, chat, show them behind the scenes. And JB, do you know the song April Sun in Cuba? Dragon. Phenomenal song. So good. Absolute banger. Well, um, ScoMo decided that the way to get into the hearts of Australia was to try his own rendition of it. Take a listen. Oh, no. Take me to the April sun in Cuba. Oh. Take me to the April sun in Cuba. I can't remember the words. Oh. Why the hell is our Prime Minister playing ukulele and singing I, I, on national TV? I really don't know. Last-ditch effort, potentially. Can you imagine him sitting on the deck of H2O, Burnett Riverside? Beautiful Sunday. No. Out comes ScoMo. No. Got the ukulele. Jenny's doing backing vocals. And he decides that that is the way to win over hearts. Well, 
Turns out that the band Dragon, the New Zealand band, yeah. they have um, they've not been impressed by ScoMo. <laughs> Shocking. As you heard in that uh, rendition, he could only repeat one line yeah, over and he, over. He got the second line wrong. It's take me where the April sun's going to treat me. So right. Yeah. Yeah. So right. And he stuffed it up. So Dragon has released a written statement <laughs> and they have said, it is a cynical move for a politician to co-opt music in an attempt to humanise themselves come election time. Maybe if his trip to, Hi- to Hawaii had not been cut short, he would have been able to learn the lyrics to the rest of the chorus. Perhaps, Germo. <laughs> Maybe spend more time learning lyrics. That is what we need from our Prime Minister. Oh. They're different, but they're ours. <laughs> JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. The dogs are in town, JB. We spoke about the game. We spoke about why the Bulldogs are here. But mm. a big element of, of, of what we can gain as a town from this relationship is the grassroots footy. And so welcome in Phil Gould to tell us all about it, the general manager of football. What do you think the Bulldogs bring to the Junior Rugby League here in Bundaberg? Well, recognition, I think. Bundaberg, I mean, it's the best kept secret in Queensland. Mm-hmm. I've only been here for a day, but what, I, what I'm amazed at is the absolute pride that people have in this, in this town, people in this town, the way they speak about it, the way they promote it, how excited they are for, mm. for rugby league to be coming here. We know how much rugby league means to uh, the state of Queensland. It's, uh, it's their sport. Um, so it's very exciting for us to be here. Throughout my career, I've, I've been in professional rugby league 47 years do I look it? No. I'm starting to look it, aren't I? That's the correct answer. 40, 47 years I've been in this game, and I've met so many people. I'm a Sydney boy. I grew up in Sydney. I was born yeah. in Sydney. Uh, but so many of the people that I've met throughout rugby league came from country, regional, uh, Queensland, Pacific Islands, New Zealand, you know, from outside of Sydney. And uh, it's always exciting for me to get to those areas and see them because you go back to uh, to the real grassroots of the game, to where the volunteer system takes over, mm. to where uh, the mums and dads and grandparents and guardians and just people that are, are out there trying to provide sport for kids and, and give them a taste of team sports, particularly rugby league. And you know, it's where our game comes from. That's you know, Without that, there is no NRL. So is it fair to say that. that this is going to be a massive focus, that looking at the young kids, the girls and the boys who are interested in the game, that Bundaberg's going to be that pathway for them to get involved in more opportunities? Well, 100%. I don't, I'm not really sure about what the pathway has been before. And I'd imagine there are, there are plenty of kids, and I know there are plenty of kids that have come out of Bundaberg to go on to higher honours in rugby league. But, um, you know, the Bulldogs are not coming to Bundaberg just to play a game, take some money and go home. Yeah. Uh, we will invest in the area while ever we have that association to bring home games here. Uh, I went through this for nearly a decade at the Panthers where we went to Western New South Wales. We had a home game at Bathurst and uh, we satellited our academy programs right throughout there and it really did a big thing for, uh, for junior rugby league in those areas. And I think we can achieve something similar here in Bundaberg. There is uh, a presence here from NRL Development. We have a couple of development officers here. So we'll back up those programs and um, just provide you know, the incentive and... Um, the, the the confidence for kids to know that they're good enough if that's what pathway they want to do, but just to participate in the sport, to keep particip- participation levels up mm. and everyone enjoying a team sport, uh, I think is really important. And if the Bulldogs coming to town can create that excitement, which it looks like it is, then we're very proud to be a part of that. Mm. I mean, JB is already so excited. These are his two favourite teams, the Bulldogs and the Cowboys. Facing mm. off, he's going to lose his mind. Oh. Well, we've just got to lose that Cowboys bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually raises a good point because an avid Blues man, how, how do you think it's going to go winning over 
uh, Bundabergians, possible diehard Queensland fans, and get them on board for the Bulldogs for a home game. I'm willing to do anything. I'm willing to help. Well, that, that's our job. I'm willing to do anything too, but within reason. Okay. <laughs> we'll capture that recording. I am you. getting a little older. But, um, yeah, so I, I guess, you know, bringing our home game against the Cowboys, you know, which would have been played in Sydney and it would have been an advantage to us, up to North Queensland to play against them, you'd think you'd be giving away some sort of advantage. And I imagine there'll be a lot of North Queensland supporters here cheering for the Cowboys. We've got to turn that around before August 7. We need the, the whole place decked out in blue and white and cheering for the Bulldogs. And Well, we're willing to help. I'm more than willing to help. So, Would you go against your mighty Cowboys? I'd go against Cowboys oh. for the Bulldogs. Yeah, the Bulldogs. So the Bulldogs are the, they, they come first. They're my, they're heritage. <laughs> I was just born in North Queensland, so you're not given much of a choice. You just got to get a tattoo of Jonathan Thurston for your 18th birthday. But uh, very, very excited. Thank you so much for not only planning this game, but also putting in the effort to, to come up here at the moment, uh, which I'm sure is a busy schedule. So thank you so much. So I was up in Townsville recently, and just for the Bundaberg people, the Townsville people up there bag you pretty heavily. Yeah. You know, they, don't, they don't like you up there, so <laughs> I wouldn't be cheering for them. <laughs> uh, good on you. Thank you so much. The General Manager of Football, uh, Phil Gould, and of course the Chairman, John Curry. Appreciate your time this morning. Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Now, we've seen it here in Bundaberg. I think every town has seen it, but um, seeing protests for vaccine mandates, it's yes. it's become pretty much a, a every fortnight situation. Well, right. people want to have their voice, and protesting is a common way of doing that. Yeah, well, as long as it's peaceful, there's yeah. no dramas. Totally. Um, over in New Zealand, there's been a story that's, um, that's created a fair bit of hype because there's been protesters outside their parliament house over there in New Zealand. Is this to do with COVID? It is mandatory. to do with COVID, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. to do with mandatory vaccines. So that's the message that the protesters are trying to get across. Mm. But where this gets pretty entertaining is the fact that uh, the New Zealand government are trying to stop the protesters in a range of different ways. First method to try and get the protesters off their front lawn yep. was turning the sprinklers on. <laughs> Jacinda, now, you're a genius. Now, uh, well, you may think she's a genius, but the protesters, they struck back, right? They've gone, you H- know what? How did they protest against that? They've pulled out tarps. They've, oh. dug, they've dug trenches to divert the water. <laughs> so they've been able to stay on the lawn. So, the lawn's looking wonderful, though. Oh, it looks fantastic. It's flooded. But um, following that, the New Zealand, New Zealand government goes, all right, protesters, mm. I see what you've done here. Level two. Let us go up to the next phase. And their next phase was playing a combination of songs, Barry Manilow's Mandy. I love that song. You wouldn't love it after 24 hours of it straight. Oh, uh, they also kept it spiced up with the other song they played repeatedly, Los Del Mar's Macarena. Just be so fit, so, dancing away. So you just see a bunch of protesters <laughs> under their tarps, saturated. They're so happy. Macarena blaring at them. <laughs> the the New Zealand government thinks they've got a one up on them, but the protesters haven't left. They're oh, dealing with the Macarena. They're, they're dancing de- away. They're dealing with Barry Manilow. Mm. And the last step is now a star has come forward and said, "You know what? I think I can help you." A star's come forward. Level three. He's taken to his social media, James Blunt, and said. New Zealand government, you want to use my songs? I can come and sing them live. You're beautiful. Singing <laughs> <laughs> a free concert for <laughs> yeah. James Blunt. There's more protesters. He's like, 
I know my music's terrible, <laughs> but I'm just going to sing it to you so, guys. We'll see. It's it's in the protesters' hands now, so we'll see what happens next. But I tell you, what, it's a it's a hell of a battle, and the the phone lines are, <laughs> are going off on one triple three five three. Jono from Bagara, mate. What do you reckon of this one, mate? I reckon. Look, we love Jules, but I reckon if you play Jules singing, because I've heard her sing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, mate. It's not that bad, is it, Jono? They're going to run for the hills. They're gone. <laughs> have, have a good day, guys. Yeah. Love you, Jill. They're different, but they're ours. Yeah. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. JB, yesterday I had to ring in Ant-Man. You had to ring in Ant-Man. Not our Ant-Man, Anthony, that tries to tell us jokes on Friday, but the actual Ant-Man or Ant-Men. There's Ant-Men. Oh, so pest control guys. Yeah, pest control people. Okay, yep, I know who you're talking about. The Ant-Men, as I call them. Yes. Did you tell them that? Did you say, (laughs) welcome to my house, Ant-Man? not to their face. Hey, g'day, Corey, a.k.a. Ant-Man. No, I I had an inspection a couple of weeks ago, and as renters know that sometimes they have a look around and they see if there's any issues going on Mm -hmm. uh, in the place. They can write it down, have a chat to the owner and say, great, we'll send out a contractor and fix that for you. I had door handles and things falling off, so they fixed that right up. But there was another issue that they needed to look at. And a fair few ants were sort of circling around the bathroom lately. Okay, so you've got a little ant problem. Yes. Is um, it the food you leave next to the bathroom? No, there was no food left around. I'm very tidy, Stop eating dessert in the bathtub, Jules. I mean, sometimes on a low Friday night. Yeah, (laughs) deep in the bottle of my my third Mm, bottle. The dessert's in the bathtub is what it's (laughs) needed. That Nana's pantry ice cream's good. No, but coastal areas are currently quite rife with them. So Innes Park, Burnett Heads, they were saying to me, Bagara, they're the go-to for the coastal brownie. And so the real estate was like, no worries, this happens a lot in this area. We'll send someone out. So Corey rocks up and he's having a look at the ant problem and walking around the kitchen going, well, they're usually around here, just near this cupboard section above the microwave. They're usually in this section. But bugger me, the one time he actually rocks up, they're they're not there. You know who took a sick day today? They've decided. He said, well, there's not really anything I can do about it because you've got to wait till their tracks are visible to give them the bait and then they go back to the nest. So there were no ants, no tracks, no nothing. So he's thinking, what is she saying to me? I I believe you that, you know, this has happened before at this property. Yeah. But I cannot see any possible ants. And I said, well, the funny thing is they sort of rock up at about 4 a.m. in the morning and 10 p.m. at night is their peak activity times. (laughs) This chick's trying to lure me in at the night Can I have you on speed dial when it happens (laughs) so that then I can get some bait and we can sort this problem (laughs) out? Hey, Corey, why don't you just sleep over? (laughs) What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? This is an interview I never thought I would be lucky enough to do. If you'd have told me when I was a little kid, I would interview this maniac, this great, great guy, uh, I would have pinched myself. Uh, Jules, introduce them to the people listening in. Right here in the flesh, we have Agro from Agro's Cartoon Connection. G'day. How's it going? G'day. How you going, Jules? (laughs) JB, how's it going? Yeah, good, thanks, Agro. How's it hanging? Oh, it's hanging. It's uh, good. It's hanging real good. Why are you here? What are you doing in Bundy? Uh, I'm coming to the uh, Moncrief uh, Entertainment Centre on the 12th of March to do a show, which is using the term loosely. Right. Okay. What sort of show? I hear it's up late. Okay, so this is what's happened. Um, someone somewhere in Australia put up the outtakes of Cartoon Connection. Okay. Four million people have looked at them. Just and a few. it's created another audience and uh, 
I'm milking the money. Well, they are known for um, some of these sayings, some things that happened are probably deemed inappropriate for for television. But the adults loved it. In this day and age. (laughs) So do you think there's a sneaky underlying of uh, people who are secretly offensive? Uh, Yeah, well, the show's called Agro Up Late, and um, the the issue is that... um, I will never, ever be in children's television again <laughs> because of those outtakes. But uh, in, in a roundabout sort of way, it, it's created something extra for me. Uh, Agro, I think um, you've certainly come into the times in the 2020s. Look at this outfit. We've got some Converse happening. We, we've got some cool jean fashion happening. But the monobrow has definitely stuck around. Oh, yeah. uh, d- do you mind if I, I is it possible that we could uh, you know perhaps kiss on camera you want to do it on camera you ready yeah all right you okay, go here we go your you, teeth look a bit sharp no that's all right they're plastic they're not real okay come on just on the cheek come on what <laughs> on the cheek i want lips i've got a huge pink plastic tongue let's use it <laughs> Cool, HR. Uh, well, Agro, we also hear that you've got... Uh, this is your birthplace. You were born here in Bundaberg. Yes, uh, there's a local guy called Warren Duxbury who um, got the job to stitch me. Okay. And he stitched me. And uh, he made um, a replica Agro, and then he made a father Agro, and then he's made a replica of the replica Agro, but I'm the original. Do you- Talk to your father, Agro? No, I don't, but I, I certainly will buy that puppet off him, uh, you know, to try and kick in a little another, you know, income stream, perhaps. Do you have any words for your creator, Agro? Yes, I do. Warren, where's the royalties? <laughs> oh, um, Agro, I have one more thing for you. As a child, I would go to um, my lo- local ice cream shop and I would ask for... The Agro ice cream. Oh, so you went to a Wendy's? I went to a Wendy's. Yeah. Uh, it was the local. The Wendy's covered in Milo. It had all your features, the red nose, everything. The teeth, yeah. I haven't seen it for years. Is it spotted at Wendy's still today? No, it's not. It came out last year for a month. They did a special. So they're using and abusing you. Are you are you spoken to about this? or they I, just... I loved it. I was at a Wendy's the other day and I wanted oh. to order one. I did. <laughs> Oh, well, he is coming to the Moncrief. Um, Wood is set to be aggro like you've never seen him. Uh, if, if you watched his family television mm-hmm. back in the day, don't expect that. Strike that. Not happening. Yeah, I'm working with Ben. And you know Ben from Brisbane? He was on Big Brother. Yes, yes. Ben from Brisbane? Yeah, Big he's uh, gayer than a Mexican's letterbox. <laughs> oh, no, I've no idea. I've no idea who that is. <laughs> it's a good time. Oh, you're backing away there. Yeah, yeah. 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 don't be afraid. Yeah. Oh, I'm put right your arm you, around mate. me. Okay. I'm right with you, mate. You're good. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, guys. Absolute pleasure. I hope you come to the show. I'll put some tickets aside. You don't have to pay. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Bless um, you, Agro. You can check out the Moncrief box office. Um, it's happening Saturday the 12th of March from 7.30. Get involved. See him in a way you've never seen him in all new light. And let's bring back that ice cream. Thanks, Agro. <laughs> now, Jules. Yes. That kiss. On the cheek. Do it. JB. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M?
In the last couple of days, uh, I guess we've learned that JB is growing a slight addiction to a phone game. Slight? Jeez, mm. I'm deep. Me and the missus, we played it together. We get excited. We give a little high five when we win around. <sighs> it's Wordle. brought us closer to than ever. Yeah, we're talking about the game Wordle. Yes. Now... You're not in. Uh, you're not alone in this company. A lot of people are enjoying this game to the point where they're sharing their updates. And I guess I, I've never played the game, but there's a daily update for the word. That's how it works, right? Yeah. So for anyone listening that goes, "What the hell sort of game are we talking?" Mm. It's an app on your phone. So how there's been the big ones like Candy Crush and things like that. This is an app on your phone. Uh, and basically, you've got to figure out what the word is. You get slight mm-hmm. clues through colours, um, and it's. It's pretty tricky. Yep. It can be frustrating, but it is a bit of a rewarding, fun little brain teaser yeah. game. And you often find that on social media, people update on the day how many See, takes it, it gets to get that word for the day. Uh, it's stupid. I don't get why people well, are, why people are sharing it on their social media. I you say that. it's stupid, but it, it is, was actually dumb. the reason why a woman over in Chicago is now alive well, rather if, than facing death. You know what? I'm going to say this. <laughs> if... If her life was in the hands of the game of Wordle uh-huh. and people posting it, yep. then maybe maybe she shouldn't be here today. Okay. Well, I'll tell that to 80-year-old Denise Holt. Oh, God. She now- was asleep in her bed <laughs> oh, the other God. week, and a man covered in blood crept into her room. The intruder was armed with scissors, threatened her for a life terrifying ordeal for 17 hours. He unplugged phones. He locked windows. She had no connection to the outside world. Don't unplug the phone, scary man. She had been addicted to playing Wordle every single day and it wasn't until her daughter realised that her mother was in danger. Holt's daughter in Seattle saw texts weren't being read by her mom. There were also no updates on a popular phone game. I didn't send my older daughter a Wordle in the morning, and that was disconcerting to her. That was the tip-off that her mother needed to have a check-in and that she was, in fact, hauled up in her home by a man who was holding her hostage for 17 hours Look, because she didn't play Wordle that day. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad she's okay. The death thing I Good. said earlier, I retract that. Um, I'll say this. Maybe check in with your parents. You don't have to rely on, the game. on their game updates. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9am on Triple M Bundy or subscribe here to get all the best bits.